Thanks for tuning in to this message. My name is Jared Piney. I'm the online pastor here at Pathway, and I'm here with one of our worship directors and online hosts, Maddie Seitz. We hope this message is a valuable resource to you and helps you grow deeper in your faith. If you consider yourself a Christian and this message blesses you, I hope you'd consider giving back to us at Pathway so we can continue connecting all people to Jesus and helping them become his fully devoted followers. Learn more at pathwaychurch.com forward slash giving. And if you decide to take a step in your faith after the message today, simply visit pathwaychurch.com forward slash next so we can help provide you with resources and partner with you in this journey. I want to welcome you at all of our campuses and those watching online to the first weekend of our series, Life Verse. I got to tell you, this is one that I'm excited for because I get to share with you one of my personal life verses today. It's a chance for me to speak to your heart directly from a way that God has spoken to my heart. And what we're saying about life verses, I mean, these are these verses that as we look through God's word that we can use as this kind of rallying cry for our faith or something that we can start to build our life, our faith, and really our identity around. And if you feel like, man, I don't know if I've really ever had that in my life. I don't know if I've had a life first. I'll tell you, you are in the right spot today. I believe that God has something that he wants to speak powerfully about you to that today. And even if you're not sure you have a good idea of what a life verse is, I can promise you, you have definitely seen them in different places in your life. And one of the places that I see them a lot, at least I think I see them a lot, is in our home decor. You know what I'm talking about? Home decorations. We like to put up nice things in our homes that say warm things that make people feel welcome in our home or say something about our family. And so I want to give you an example of some things that are not life verses. Uh, If you have a sign in your home that says, God bless this hot mess, um, first of all, I'm praying for you. (laughs) Secondly, not a life verse, right? Or uh, one that I see in homes a lot. This one's been real popular the last, oh, I don't know, 10 years or so. You see live, laugh, love. Sounds really nice, right? But not a life verse, right? Or uh, the one that I love that's in my household in the Hallberg home, uh, we have this sign that hangs right above our toilet, actually, that says, do what you love, right? <laughs> Definitely not a a life verse. But you may see something like Joshua 24 that says, for as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And you go, okay, now that I can see as a life verse, something you can build your life upon. You remember a few years back when uh, Tim Tebow was one of the best players 
in college football, right? And he was getting a lot of media attention for his faith and, and kneeling and praying before games. And uh, before each game on his, his eye black, he would write a verse. Does anybody remember what it is? Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And unfortunately for Tim, it was everything except being an NFL quarterback, right? Uh, <laughs> I know, that one, was, that one was mean. That was like a low blow, but Tim Tebow is awesome. But I mean, you, you start to understand from these verses, like when you, when you see what they're about, these are things that we can build life on. And you see this in all kinds of places, whether it would be like billboards or church signs or t-shirts or bumper stickers. I mean, we see them as kind of these motivational or these things that, that are supposed to inspire us and inspire our faith. And the great thing for me, uh, life verses are personal. It's always personal, right? For me, it's that thing that I've read in God's word and that when I read it, I'm mean, like, man, God is talking right to me right now. Like when I read this, I feel like, man, this is about me. And obviously it's, it's not about me, right? The Bible was written thousands of years ago, but it's this, this piece of God's word that God speaks to me and he speaks to my heart on a whole nother level. And you know, the thing about God's word, God's word is always relevant. No matter where you find yourself today, no matter what situation you're in or stage of life that you're in, God has something to speak to you. And so for me personally, I tell you that I've had different life verses over the years. You know, I, I first really decided to follow Jesus when I was 17, and those life verses I had at 17 are very different from now when I'm 31. You know, you think high schooler versus husband and father, very different lives, right? And the, the, the verse that I want to share with you today, it actually became important to me in my life about 10 years ago. I can tell you in my, my early 20s, my dad was going through uh, some health problems that were really scary at the time. And I was in a place where I, my faith, I would say, was just, it was rocky. It wasn't in a great place. I was struggling to know kind of what I believed and where my life was going at that moment. And I remember just asking God, I said, God, I need a word from you. I need something to get me through this moment that I'm in in my life. And, and God really gave me the word to really help me through that season and even help me further on in my life. And it's something I've gone back to again and again over the years. We're going to be looking today in the book of John chapter 14. So I invite you to go ahead and turn in your Bibles if you have them, or you can turn in the message notes in the Pathway Church app. And John being one of the four Gospels, right, one of the four books about Jesus' life that we have in the Bible, about his time here with us on earth. And I tell you, John is personally probably my favorite Gospel, because John is a part of what we call Jesus' inner circle. And when I say inner circle, I don't mean that John was one of the 12 disciples, but what I mean is John is one of three disciples, Peter, James, and John, that Jesus seemed to spend some extra time with them. He invited them to be a part of some of the most intimate and important moments in his life. And that's going to be one of these moments that we look at here today. We're looking at the Last Supper, which is really John 13 through 17. And before we start talking about my verse that I have for you today, my life verse, I want to start by asking you this question. Have you ever been around someone who is dying or facing the reality of death? I can tell you that for myself personally, a few times in my life, I've been around uh, family and loved ones who are going through a health crisis or facing, you know, that their time has, has almost come. And, and the thing that's been consistent in those moments is I remember that, that person wanting to speak their peace to me. You know what I mean? 
There's something about death and the reality of death being near where we want to speak our peace. We want to say what's most important to the people that are most important in our lives. I can remember as a young man at, at 14 um, when my, my grandfather was, was getting old and, and starting to deteriorate and, and I remember um, him just calling in the grandkids as he could, as he had strength to talk, to, to speak to them, to speak his peace to us. And I remember going into the room with my brother and him speaking to us about the importance of faith and following God and never giving up on that. And if you've experienced that before, you know that these moments are powerful. They, they stick in our minds. They're not soon forgotten. And this is exactly what John is reliving in his mind and what he's thinking about when he writes down for us this Last Supper conversation that Jesus has with the 12. You know, Jesus knows he's about to go to the cross the next day. He's going to die for the sins of the world. And here he says these words that I want to share with you today that have become one of my life verses. In John 14, 27, he says this, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. You know, Jesus is speaking his peace here and speaking about peace all at once, right? Trying to give peace to his disciples. And peace is gonna be a big thing that we talk about today, and so it's a good thing for us to ask this question when you think of peace, what is peace for you? What does it look like? In fact, when is it really the last time you felt like you had peace in your life? I thought it'd be good for us to do a little bit of an exercise today in, in peace. And so this is what I want to ask you to do. I want you to go ahead and close your eyes. Allow yourself to relax. You can take a deep breath if you need. Lay your head back on the chair if you want to. But I want you just to relax and take a moment and just imagine in your mind what it is that is peace for you. When you think of having peace, what does it look like? You know, as you're thinking for me, I'd share, it's, it's like two weeks ago, I was at my in-laws, it's like 75 degrees, we're hanging out outside, the breeze is nice, we're in the shade, and my kids are playing in the backyard, and I don't know where my phone is, like I don't even care in that moment. Or I think back to December, my wife and I took a vacation to Jamaica, and it's like, I'm back there on the beach, it's 10 a.m., I'm under the shade of a palm tree, I'm like falling asleep, I'm just at peace. Now I want you to open your eyes, I don't want you to get too relaxed, I don't want you to fall asleep on me, right? But I wonder for you, what did your peace look like? I'm sure it was different from mine, but I'm sure we share some similarities as well. Things like rest and relaxation. Things like a lack of responsibilities or tasks or people that need something from me, right? Maybe something that you love like the beach or being outdoors or the sound of children playing, you know, spending time with people that, that really matter to you. And I want you to know God wants you to have all those things in your life. God wants you to have the rest that you need. But I want you to know that none of these things are what Jesus is talking about when he says that I've come to give you a peace that the world can't give. And I encourage you this morning by letting you know that Jesus wants to give you a peace that is so much more than just a single moment of time. And we fall into this trap where we think that we can create or manufacture peace for ourselves in our lives, right? 
And it's always on the other end of something else that we're facing in our life. We think like, I'm going to have peace when I can finally retire and I don't have to work anymore. Or I'm gonna have peace when we can finally save up enough money to buy the house that we want, to be in the neighborhood that we want so our kids can be in the school that we want. Or I'm gonna have peace when I can finish that project at work and it's not eating up so much of my time or anxiety. I'm gonna have peace when I can get away from that person or that relationship that's draining me. It's like, God, I can have peace if I can just get away for one stinking week of vacation, right? But God says, I want to give you a peace that's so much more than that. I want us to think about the disciples and Jesus and what's really happening the night of the Last Supper, right? They're in this room, and what are they really doing? I mean, they're hiding, they're hiding from people that, that want to kill them, that have been looking for them, that want to arrest them, right? And they know this. They're, they're huddled together in this room, and, and the Jesus is with the disciples, and, and the disciples are listening to Jesus say all these really kind of like cryptic things about how he has to die, and he has to go away, and he's going to come back. And the disciples are like, Jesus, we're scared, we're confused, we, we don't get it. We don't know what you're talking about. And it's in the middle of all of this that Jesus says, I'm gonna give you peace. And it's peace that's gonna come not because I'm gonna take you out of this situation that's scary or dangerous to you, but I'm gonna show you how you can have peace in the middle of that situation. You know, I hope you were here with us last weekend. If you weren't, uh, Rodney interviewed one of, our, one of our people here, Mike Church, and it was a great interview, and he talked about this, this crisis that he and his family are facing and how God is giving them peace even in the middle of that and when we start talking about this peace that doesn't depend on our circumstances, that doesn't depend on us just having rest and relaxation, but peace that we can have throughout our entire lives, now that's why this, for me, this is a life verse. This is something that I can build faith and purpose and identity on in my life. And so for us, it's like, what does that peace look like? How do I get that peace? And so... What I shared with you, verse 27, is actually at the end of a whole bunch that Jesus has to say to his disciples in chapter 14. And so I want to take us back to the beginning of 14, verses 1 through 3. Jesus tells us this. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There's more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. You know, I want you to know today, Jesus says that we experience peace in God's plan. God's plan for our lives. Now, Jesus says to the disciples and he says to us that he's preparing something for us, right? And in this passage specifically, Jesus is talking about how he is preparing heaven for those that choose to trust and to follow God and that love God, right? But this is part of who God is. I mean, God has a plan for our lives, and we have to be careful sometimes when we talk about that and, and what we mean about that because I'm sure there's been plenty of us in this room where we've probably felt hurt or pain in our lives because we were going through something difficult and someone who meant well and was trying to help, they said, well, we just got to trust that that's part of God's plan. And we ask questions like, what does that mean? Does God want me to suffer? Is like, does God want me to be in pain? And I'd say, that's not the case. God tells us we will experience pain in this life. It is part of being human and, and living this life. But God has a plan to help us through whatever we're in 
that he can show us the power and the goodness and the greatness of who he is in our lives. And he has something so much better for us on the other end as we go through that. You just take the example of, of Jesus, his followers, and his disciples. We already said it, Jesus doesn't pull them out of the situation. He doesn't pull them out of the pain of him dying on the cross and him leaving them. But what he does is he is with them through that. He leads them through that. And because of that, you and I get to sit here today and we get to talk about the goodness of God because of the faith and the trust of those men and women who first followed Jesus. And this is what I want you to know. It, when you're in hurt and you're in pain and things are difficult, sometimes we feel that's like for, it's for nothing. But God says that doesn't have to be for nothing. I can use anything if you stick with me, if you stick with my plan, I can use it to do something great in your life to bring myself glory and for you to know more about who I am. I want to go now to something else Jesus says here in chapter 14. This is more in the middle of 14. But Jesus gives us more clues about what this peace looks like. And he says this in verses 16 through 19. He says, And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He's the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. You know, there in chapter 14, Jesus tells us, he says, there's peace in God's presence. And one of the things I love about this chapter is it gives us one of the clearest pictures that we have in all of the Bible of the Trinity really in action, right? You've God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And here you have God the Son, Jesus, asking the Father to send this advocate, this Holy Spirit, for the disciples after he has to leave. And one of the things I, I, Jesus is so great here, he says, and you already know this Holy Spirit because he says, in fact, he is with you right now. He says, I may no longer physically be with you, but I'm gonna come and make my home in your heart. You're gonna have my spirit and my power and my presence living inside of you. And Jesus says it there. He says, the world will no longer see me. The world will not recognize me but even though I am not physically here to see, he says, you will see me. You know, for those of us that have trusted and followed Jesus, do you feel like you've ever seen God in your life? It's kind of a hard thing to describe to someone that, that doesn't know, but have you ever had a moment in your life and, and you couldn't really explain it, but you just felt God's presence in it? that God was there in the midst of, of whatever challenge or whatever thing that you were going through. And it's amazing how God's Spirit speaks to us, right? I can't say I've ever had God's Spirit speak to me audibly, and if he's spoken to you audibly, I'd love to hear about it. But God speaks to us in so many different ways, whether it be circumstances, whether it be through something that we really needed when we really needed it, uh, whether it be a word or encouragement from someone, it's amazing when we feel it and it's, we just, we understand it. God is stamping his presence onto our lives. And there's a certain peace that washes over you when you can know and recognize and you can hear God's spirit and say that God is in the middle of this exact thing that I'm going through. 
And again, it's this peace that the world cannot understand, the world cannot see. It's a peace that the world cannot give. But Jesus wants to give you the peace of the presence of his Holy Spirit. Last thing I want to look at with you here is really, you know, how do we get this peace that Jesus talks about? I want to look here at verse 21 and 14. Jesus says this. He says, those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. The last thing I want you to take away this today is, you know, there is peace from our obedience. There's about four different times in chapter 14 where Jesus tells the disciples and he tells us, right, he says, keep my commands, obey my commands. He asks us to be obedient. And obedience, it's kind of a strong word, right? It it kind of has this negative connotation about it. It's almost like, well, obedience, that's a word for kids and for dogs, right? Like, I'm an adult, I do what I want. I don't really, you know. But obedience really is the right word because I know a trap that we fall into is too many times faith becomes about what I think and what I believe and not enough about what I do, right? And I'm gonna say those things are absolutely important, what you think and believe God's truth. But God doesn't want us to just stay there and and have this passive faith, but God wants us to move into a place where we have an active faith in following him. And when I say obedience, I'm not talking rules, right? I think we've all had more than enough rules in our life. But what we're really talking about is action that is taken out of a transformed heart. God wants us to take action out of our hearts that he has transformed. And so for you today, if you've never taken that step to follow Jesus, to make him the leader, the Lord, the savior of your life, I mean, this, this is the step for you. Jesus wants you to take that step so he can have the Holy Spirit that he wants to give, so you can feel his power and his presence in your life, and really so you start to put your hands in God's plan and what he wants for your life, and when you do that, you start to experience peace. For some of us today, I mean, what we, we need God to do is we need God to grow our faith to be more obedient, to have more of an active faith. And the Bible's pretty clear about how we grow our faith. In Romans, it tells us as faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the word of God. And that's something that we all have to do as followers of Jesus. We have to make God's word a regular rhythm and habit in our life. I can tell you for me that started uh, when I was 17, when I, when I first started following Jesus, I, I had this Bible that my mom had given me uh, to take to camp. And I would just, I'd pull it out in study hall after I'd finished my homework, and I would, I would crack it open, and I had this highlighter, and I would just highlight everything that seemed good and seemed important to me. And I was young, I didn't really know what I was reading, I'd be like highlighting like entire pages. But for me at 17, that's where I really first started to get the life verses that God desired for me to have. As I dove into to his word and, and I made it a part of my life and I read things and I said, God, I, I want that for my life. I said, God, this is the kind of man that I wanna grow up to be. I said, Jesus, this is, this is the way that I wanna follow you. That's where I first developed that habit and started developing those life verses. And I wanna encourage you today to, to do the same to make God's word a regular rhythm of your life. And, and maybe your life verse doesn't be, have to be mine that I shared today, 
But God wants to do that to speak to your life in a powerful way for you to have that personal connection with him, to be able to have those life verses that he wants you to have that you can start to build your life, your faith, and your identity around. You know, last thing for for us, many of us today, um, the step for us is just to be obedient this week. You know, that we we know Jesus, we know God's plan for our life, that, that we have his Holy Spirit, but sometimes we're not very good at listening to it, are we? And I'd ask you, what is that thing this week that God has been, he's been telling you to do? The Holy Spirit has been nudging you, saying, go, go talk to that person. That person needs someone that can come alongside them, that can walk with them, or God said, I want you to share your faith or just invite someone to come and be a part of church. Maybe that's the step of obedience this week. Maybe God's been, been saying something else to you about, about your time, about the way that you sacrifice, about the way that you're caring for the people that he's put around you. Whatever it is, what I want to challenge us to do is be obedient this week. And Jesus says when, when we do that, when we align our lives with God's plan and his power and his presence, that we experience a peace that's nothing like the world can give. And not peace that's circumstantial, not peace that is momentary, but peace that is lasting because we have the God of the universe with us. You know what happens when we do this is, I mean, other people see it, right? It's amazing how when we, we trust Jesus and we align our lives with him, our lives can feel like chaos all around us. But other people see this peace. They recognize it as something that they need. Something that they've probably tried to create for themselves and they can't get. And Jesus wants to give us that peace, not just for us to experience, but so others can see that as well this week. So I wanna invite us now, let's bow our heads. Let's go to God in prayer. And if this week you're saying, God, I I want your peace. God, I I want to be obedient to what you're calling me to. I just invite you to raise your hand right now to say, God, man, I'm just going to be obedient to your spirit this week. I'm ready to listen when you speak. I'm ready to have the peace that you give. Awesome. (laughs) Me too. I know I need to be more obedient. I need to listen to God's spirit more in my life. Let me pray for you all right now. God, I just thank you for my brothers and sisters. God, we just wanna be obedient this week. God, we want to align our lives with your plan for us. God, we want to experience the peace that only you can give. So God, give us the courage we need this week to act on what you're calling us to. God, whether that be a friend to someone who needs it, God, if that's to sacrifice or spend my time in a different way, God, if that's to just make your word more a part of my life, God, we pray that that action will be taken, that obedience will be done this week in your name so that you get the glory. We're gonna keep our heads bowed and our eyes closed. And I want to give this moment now for, for those of us in the room that could say, man, I've, I've never experienced this peace that we've talked about. This peace that only God can give and I recognize it as something that I desperately need in my life. I want you to know today that Jesus wants to give you that gift of peace. 
for you to have that in your life, that no matter where you are, that you can have peace. And if you'd like to receive that gift of peace from Jesus today, I want you to say this prayer with me in the quietness of your heart. Say, God, I need you. I recognize that, that I'm a sinner and that Christ died for those sins. Lord, that he can make me right with you, that I could have your presence in my life, your spirit, and that I can have that peace. God, I, I align my life with your plans for me, and I choose to follow Jesus. And with our heads bowed, if you prayed that prayer this morning to, for the first time to make Jesus the leader of your life, now I just want you to raise your hand to show God and say, God, I'm, I'm ready to receive the peace that you give today, God. I'm ready to follow your plan for my life. Awesome. Awesome, let me pray for you now. God, I thank you for my brothers and sisters. Lord, that for the first time in their lives, they're experiencing a peace they've never had before. God, that your presence is with them right now. God, I just pray for them as they continue to align their lives with your plan. Lord, that people would come around them to love them, care for them, and that they can experience all that you give. God, thank you that you give peace like nothing else. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.